Welcome to the Fizzle Show! Do it again. I'm so sorry. Hello and welcome to The Fizzle Show. I am Chase Wardman-Reeves. This is The Fizzle Show. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself doing something that you care about. On this episode, guys, real talk. Real talk. Are you working hard on your business, finding it very difficult, and not really remember clearly why you set out to do it in the first place? Bonus points if you're A, angry that someone would even ask you that, or B, crying right now. (laughs) On this episode of the show, the two founders of Fizzle will share some hard-won perspective about why this guy, this guy's story that we tell, a guy, a guy who just quit his business, is not a failure, but instead a hero. It's a great episode for all of us to remember why the hell we do this stuff. In case you aren't familiar with what we do here, we run Fizzle.co, a site with 40-plus courses for independent small businesses, growing an email list, web design essentials, choosing a business idea, and much more, as well as the nine-stage roadmap that ties every course together, guiding you through every stage of business. Membership costs only a dollar a day about, uh, but as a listener, you can try your first five weeks for free on us when you go to Fizzle.co slash try five. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 162. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. Ah, you hear that? You know what that sound is, Corbett? Dad beer. Ah, Pass me one of them cold ones, because that's a dad beer. (laughs) We should make a beer called dad beer. (laughs) No. Hey, man, you want to get some beer? Get some good beer. That's going to be dad beer. It's a good one that you need when it's just a beer you need. (laughs) I believe that sound was... uh... We're the only ones on today, so <laughs> so we're drunk already. Listen, and- dear listeners, Steph is about to have her baby, and and we don't. She's not in labor just yet, but she can't make it. Cor- uh, Barrett is out is out on his honeymoon still, so it's literally Big Daddy Warbucks Corbett Bar and Chase Warman Reeves, the funky monkey of the blog world, who are just here to run the entire show, and we got a good one for you. Are you ready for it? I mean, first of all, is there, any, ready. is there any how's your father you need to get through? There's plenty. Okay, let's take it into our topic then. Okay. Because here's the deal. We got a piece of feedback uh, last night. I think I saw it yesterday. It came in yesterday. And I saw it last night. It, when, when someone cancels Fizzle, if you, don't, if you aren't aware, we have a site called Fizzle.co. It's, it is $35 a month, about a dollar a day. And there's just a bunch of courses that are basically made to help you get unstuck when you're building your own business, right? Yeah. I want to do it. I want to take email more seriously. Oh, what's my website got to look like? What kind of plugins and stuff do I need to be using? Oh, I got a bunch of questions. We'll bring it to the forums and the community. All of this kind of stuff. Hey, how do I even put together a business idea? Right. So in case you never heard of Fizzle before, that's what that is. And every time that someone cancels their membership, which happens often enough, um, they I, I we send them a little note that says like, hey, we, thanks for for being a part of Fizzle for as long as you were. Um, do, if you have a second, fill out this little survey. We'd love to know why you're canceling. Standard customer support stuff. P S C C S. Oh, I couldn't even wow, do it. You didn't I even couldn't start even. With it's the slow. Brain, my brain's down. My brain's down. My brain's down. Your brain is. That's how down my brain is. <laughs> it's that bad. I can't even go. Like my brain is down. It's going to be a hell of an episode. But 
we got a great response from this cancellation survey. And I, I just kind of want to like read it today and go through it because the topic is incredible, right? This topic is all about something that we've mentioned a few times on this show before, which is, hey, do you know for sure that you have to be an entrepreneur? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Did you know I made that rhyme? I was like, damn, do you know for sure that you got to be an uh, 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 entrepreneur? I'm like... <laughs> I got him laughing. <laughs> so the idea is the idea is this person was uh, was building their own business. They're like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to join Fizzle. I'm going to build the thing. I got to like do it. I got to do. I guys, I, I listened to a Pat Flynn interview. We get it. I listened to a Pat interview. We're going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to. I got this. I'm going to build a business. This is the way to do it. Yep. Then we mentioned something on the podcast, like, hey, you don't have to do this all yourself. Like, what you really want is to make an impact. Right for those of you who really just want to make an impact, yeah, you can actually team up with others who are already making that impact, and you can bring your gifts to them and make them even better. Right, right. This is an awesome story about that. Let me just read his response really quick. Okay, he says, "Listen, I joined Fizzle to move my coffee business and website forward. Okay, website stuff was in infancy, and I thought that what that's what I wanted was to build this website up, right?" While I let the coffee business, a separate thing, the coffee roasting business, grow just how it, how it would. However, there was a podcast, maybe it was episode 151 of The Fizzle Show, and I believe Corbett or Barrett were discussing not doing a job on your own, but instead joining up with another business so that you can make the difference you want to make. Now, I know the difference I wanted to make with the coffee roasting by helping farmers, helping people love coffee. This is my super passion. Sure, I could do tech support, computer repair, websites, etc. And while I enjoy all that stuff, fine enough, it wasn't the thing. The thing for me is coffee. But I never could get things moving to a point where I was doing a great job pulling in income. So that's where around April 1st, this was a little while ago, I accepted a job with another local guy. Not only does he do coffee, but he's directly re involved with this organization I really love. Um, so the crazy thing is, all it took was me reaching out to him. That's it. And then we had a conversation and I was hired that same week. It has been a month and I, I absolutely love it. I never was great at the business side of business. And I think I tried so hard to make it work. Oh, that gets me so good. I know that feeling. Now, because of our partnership, I'm making a difference where I want and enjoying it. I still love the podcast and still have great ideas. I'm able to, ta to take a lot of what I've learned about entrepreneurship and help my boss, who's a little more old school. One thing is for sure, I know you guys are helping real people just like me, even if it isn't for doing my own thing, but coming alongside someone else and joining their thing. That, like I saw, I read that last night. I read that last night. I was so freaking excited. You literally <laughs> finished your comment with God bless America. I just, that's why I was laughing at the end. Because <laughs> I'm feeling it now. <laughs> like I'm feeling it now. Like I want to light off firecrackers yep. and fireworks and just like hug an eagle. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> it makes me really excited, right? Right, and, and I think some entrepreneurs could have read something like that and thought, damn it, we failed. Yeah. We didn't keep this guy around. What could we have done? But to me, this was mission accomplished. We helped someone mm -hmm. make progress in their life. We didn't even do much besides yeah. just like talk about like 
what we really think, right? Yeah. And I, what I, what's so powerful about this to me is, listen, you have to be so delusional just to think you're going to make a, you're going to like try to do the entrepreneur thing, right? We all have to do this to ourselves. That's not a bad thing. This is what it's like to change your life. Like you have to go like, all right, all right, take a bunch of deep breaths and like pretend like the the history of my life doesn't matter and it was all building up to something really, really great in the future and this is the moment where I have to choose not to believe the past and I have to do something incredible for the future, right? That's yeah. what it's like to say like, I'm going to build a business by myself. Well, or you have to like uh, disbelieve the odds, right? Yeah, yeah, you do. Why? What, everyone, what are the odds? I don't know. They're not, they're not great. They're like, well, I mean, just, just the, the standard, you know, quoted stats about this sort of thing are like 52% of businesses uh, fail in the first year. I think it's got to be higher than that, actually. You know, we you, have... You're, you're um, squinting in a way that leads me to believe you're just pulling those straight out of your rear end. Well, we get it. We get it. We all have rear ends. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to rub that in, you know what I mean, to my rear end. Um, hold on. Let's see. Statistics. Uh, 71% of workers are not engaged or actively disengaged from their work. This is at fizzle.co slash share, a little page I made a long mm. time ago with some uh, statistics from the whatever Bureau of uh, Business Stats. Of worky stuff. Um, let's see. In fact, 900,000 people last year started a small business while unemployed. It's exciting. Uh, self-employment of those aged 65 and over increased 24% in the last few years. Are you one of them? Last few years. Yeah. From 2005 to 2010, self-employment among individuals aged 25 and under decreased by 19%. Uh, 52, I guess I don't have the, the cancellation. I'm just going to keep reading stats. Just throwing numbers out. Just, uh, li- literally, there are 11 books in this house oh, that are not... 11 teen. Uh, don't have a picture in them, right? Uh, anyways, where point were being, we? Point being, you yeah. have to be a little crazy to think you can build a business. That's where you're yes, headed. exactly. You got to be a little bit crazy. And so, and so you have to build all this kind of kinetic energy up to go like, you know, kind of like a, a, a Ryu, like supercharging or something. Or I guess it was Blanca in... Uh, oh, yeah. And you remember when Blanca, like he had to have that like couple of seconds to yeah. sort of charge up before then, he can... And then Dalsim would like <laughs> stick his long leg up. Exactly. But you're vulnerable for those few seconds while you're charging up all of this power before you can unleash the thing. Now, I think a lot of us, when we get the idea in our head that we want to be entrepreneurs, we get stuck in that like sort of, I'm electric, I'm becoming electric sort of thing. If I stop this, I'm a failure. Do you know what I mean? That's what it feels well, like. It feels like the whole world is built up on you succeeding at this thing. And and it's also, yeah, what? It, just it. psychologically, like the commitment consistency, yes. right? Once yeah. you say something, you know, or once you t- toss a fact out there, mm. you'll get in an argument with your wife over it for no good reason because a second after you say it, you know that it's not true. Yeah. So, wow. Is that what I do? Yeah. Is there a name everybody... for, there's a name for that thing that I do? Yeah. The commitment fallacy? Commitment consistency. Oh, commitment consistency. Yeah, you got to be careful what comes out of your mouth because you're going to be like committed to that thing. Because if you go back on it, so true. then it means you've got egg on your face and, and you were, you were I'm wrong. Not a, I'm not a smart person. It means you were wrong. Not, but more than I was wrong, it means I'm not the kind of person who's smart. Do you know what I mean? Because I said something dumb. Right, because they, we don't walk around going like, well, going like, "Hey, everybody's dumb. That's fine." You know what I mean? We kind of judge what, people. Well, that's what we—that's what our lizard brain yeah, thinks. Exactly. But yeah, in that, reality, yeah. when you know somebody who has the ability to revisit something they said before, yeah, then you think they're actually a smart person. That's they can actually, change. You're totally right. Change their opinion. Well said. Right. So next time you're in an argument with your wife and you're like 
two minutes into it, and, and you're, you're like, starting to gear up, like, <laughs> and you realize that you're just arguing for its own sake because you said something, and now you can't go back on it. What's your word? Try, what do you do? What do you do? Cacao. No, no, just try instead saying, you know what? This is stupid. Like, that's not that's not right. I don't even believe. I that. didn't even mean that. I don't even believe that. And and then see see how you know. I like that. Things go from there. Yeah, that's good. I mean, those, those kind of those kind of instructions are that's free. This podcast is you can free. have that. You, you just that. you honestly just got your relationship upgraded by Corbin Bar. Yeah. Dot biz. And it, and it only cost you like 11 minutes of <laughs> exactly. time to get there. So I, what I, what, one of the things that made me so excited about this is this guy is seeing possibility and potential where um, a lot of us would see failure. Mm-hmm. You know, what does he say at the end there? I never was great at the business side of stuff. This is the, like such an honest thing you can say to yourself. Right. Because a lot of us, we know we're not great at it. We know we're not. That's why we're in fizzle. That's why we're learning and reading books. That's why we're doing stuff. Because it's like, uh, <laughs> there's all of these new rules. Right. Like, I got to know what this means and what that means. And I got to, not, not like, there's like the, the technicalities of taxes and, and, and uh, incorporating. Then there's like, how do I reach more people? Then there's like, how do I sell effectively? I don't like talking about myself or my, th- you know what I mean? Yeah. All of this stuff you have to learn how to do. There's a lot of stuff you got to piece together to build a business. And, 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 it. and it's easy, I think, when you're in the middle of that, building the business and you're super deep into it and you've told your friends and your family yeah. I'm building this business you're scared to hell that this thing is going to go south yeah. on you because then you're going to have to go hat in hand and tell everybody you were wrong and whatever totally. and you're going to feel like they're you know they always thought like who the hell is that guy to think he can build a business yeah. and then they're, you're going to prove them right this is what sucks right you go I'm, I'm an entrepreneur but really all you're actually saying is I'm going to try to make this particular idea a business so if this particular idea fails, we assume I failed as an entrepreneur. When yeah. it's really, it's like, no, that was, that just wasn't, like, take a hundred business ideas. hundred b- business ideas that people are working on right now. Yeah. How many of them are going to work out? I mean, in your own life, Corbett, if you had to put a number on all of the business ideas that you had versus those that you thought were worth pursuing versus those that actually succeed, right? what would those numbers end up being? I don't know. Like the ones, (laughs) counting the ideas where you stay up overnight, like writing in a notebook or whatever, like, oh my God, this is the best idea ever. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like a hundred to three or something. A hundred to three in terms of like- Three out of like a hundred. Yeah, I would concur. Like that's like- I could probably, if I had a hundred ideas, I'm literally, this is the truth. If I had a hundred ideas, I'm only working on one. I fleshed out or maybe even set up websites or tried three to five of those. Yeah. You know? Right. That's what probably my history But So I think the point you're making is uh, instead of when you decide I'm going to build a business and Mm. you're telling everybody how great it's going to be, if instead you were like, you know, I I don't know if I'm cut out to be an entrepreneur, but I have this idea and I want to try it. And so I'm going to give it a go for this one idea. Yeah. And and the, the trouble is when you what I was going to say is you get deep into that mode of I'm building a business, I'm an entrepreneur, you're drinking yeah. the Kool-Aid, yeah, you're yeah. doing the thing. Yeah. You're really freaked out about about having to to go back on your word or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um it's really easy to forget why you got into entrepreneurship in the first place. Yeah. And for most people, it might be something like I want to build an impact mm. or maybe it's I want to be involved in this particular industry, but I don't have any experience in it. And so no one will hire me in that space. So I'm just going to start my own company on it. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's, I'm tired of being uh, tied to somebody else's schedule. I yeah. want freedom to live and work wherever I can. And, uh, and so I'm going to build a business for that reason. Mm. There's a whole lot of different reasons yeah. that you can build a business. And sometimes you toss all that out the window and suddenly 
your reason for living is just for building the business, not yeah. for gaining the thing that you started the business. You're playing in the first place. by a game instead of like actively doing you. Right. You know what I mean? So if you had to remember, what was what was it for you? What was it, what was your reason? What was your reason starting out? Uh my reason was I just always had this feeling in the back of my mind like entrepreneurship was my calling and that I would never really be happy in life if unless I saw if I had what it took to build a business. Yeah. And I don't know what that is exactly. Mm -hmm. But mine was more about the the business itself and not necessarily mm. about the topic. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a yeah. lot of different ideas that I wasn't always that tied to. Yeah. And I was coming up with those ideas just because I wanted to build a business. Now, freedom from my job became a bigger thing mm. once I got into this like hardcore consulting business yeah. that I realized wasn't for me, mm -hmm. um, even though I endured it for five years. So, so that freedom aspect became really big. But I think deep down, there was something that just resonated with me about the whole process of being self-sufficient and mm -hmm. not relying on someone else mm -hmm. to earn your living. Yeah, you know? now we're getting Freud. Tell me about your dad. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's that, like, right. Like that's that's yeah. what I was kind of looking for because I yeah because I'm like wondering what the introduction into that in it and that idea of self-sustaining, not having to rely on other people and, and all that stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, because for me, the insecurity really was uh, or like the the desire, the vacuum was to like I just wanted to perform and show the world that I'm valuable. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't believe. Uh, I still don't. You wanted really. to be on stage. I wanted to be on stage. And I for knew you, that, a business is really kind of like a stage. Dude, everything, every idea I've ever come up with is like, is me finding a way to get on stage and prove to myself and my world and my dad that I'm worth it, damn it. You know what I mean? Like, right. like so for me, that's why it's always so wrapped up in that, mm -hmm. right? Which, so it's always, everything gets taken in that way. And that's why I bring so much flair and pizzazz to everything that we do, you know? Because I'm like, oh, this isn't about like- So much pizzazz. This is, this is, I'm like, this is not about just making a business, okay? I have some deep needed value statements that need to be made about me personally. <laughs> so it, it's interesting to think about the original question though, because there's like, there's like the, that what we just highlighted were like the, the sort of dark side of why we get into this right the things we want to prove mm -hmm. the the positive side now that we're in this for long enough to where we've kind of like i feel very much like i've been in this long enough uh to i can navigate the darkness you know i'm, I'm comfortable with with that dark side of things and i'm and i and i'm a little i got a lot more resolution now on the on the light side like you started getting into like the doing the consulting thing. And you're like, wow, the lifestyle thing is really screwed in this kind of environment. Yeah. Right. And that became more important to you. Right. More important even than in some ways not needing, you know, being self-reliant or so there's this tension that those two things live in. Right. Right. And so for me now that that light side is is starting to be more filled in by those ideas. Like if I were to redefine today, why am I doing my business today? Right. It is it is like to provide wealth for myself and my family to build a team that like is actually enjoyable to be with like day in and day out. Like I like this team and uh, like regardless of the topic, like the, just having a team that works is like really actually pretty fun and, and, and fulfilling. Right. right. And then uh, like like what else? It would, it would be like I want to be able to tackle issues that I feel like are important to me. You know, that, that are like that look like real challenges in the world. Right. And so from from that perspective, I look at I look at. So what am I in this for? And there's a money side because that's the law of the jungle. There's a team side because I've learned how to collaborate. And then there's like the mission, like the actual like 
the topic side of things is kind of important to me. This idea of, I don't think there's anything more valuable than being able to, to put food on the table yourself, to support yourself and build your own wealth. Like, like however you want. No, actually more than, even more than that. I just hate when people hate their jobs. Like, I hate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a problem that matters to me the way coffee matters to this guy. Right. And so I'm like, I want to, I want to make an impact there. Right. But, a lot of those layers of meaning yeah. happen after the fact. Mm. They right? totally, they absolutely do. So you you decide to start a business a lot of times just for one reason. Yeah. There's something that you believe, some problem in your life that you believe starting a business will solve. Yeah. Then later, you know, uh, the business becomes its own meaning, like we talked about, and then you start to layer things on. But that for a lot of people, that happens after you gain some level of success. Yeah. So we're able now to say like, oh, building a team that's fun to work with matters. And it does, but that's because we're able to support ourselves. Yeah, and yeah. so we can we can start to attach all of this baggage to the business because totally. it's going well. If yeah. it's n- if it's not going well, like in the case of the comment that we started off with yeah. from Dustin, um, if you're not earning an income, then you kind of need to peel back the onion a little bit and and get down to the core of why was I trying to start this thing in the first yeah. place? And what he was realizing was it was because he just wanted to have an impact on this particular topic, mm-hmm. this one thing that he really cared about. Yeah. And that was coffee. Yeah. And so I think that's where a lot of times those these these roads diverge, uh, either at the point where you're not earning an income yet, mm-hmm. right? And so once you start to earn an income, a lot of other things become possible. Yeah. Or even if you get to the point where you're in, earning an income, but the business is just a drain because it's a pain in the ass or yeah. because you know you realize that yeah, I can make it work, but I really hate selling or I hate yeah. like, you know, HR or whatever it is. Yeah. Then maybe you need to get back to that first reason that you got into the business as well and think, you know, maybe there are other ways that I could satisfy um, that need that I have yeah. without having to go down this, like I'm 100% committed yep. to being an entrepreneur. Thing. And that's what's so exciting. I want to I put a nail in this part of it and just say, I'm really excited that this guy was able to, and for anyone out there who's able to, what I call it like Elon Musking. Right. Elon Musk is this first, like the way that he thinks is so first principles oriented. Yeah. Right. It's not this emotional, like I get really stuck in these, in these divots of thought, Mm -hmm. like, like, like uh, in the conversation with my wife where I'm fighting for something I don't even think, I don't believe in. Right. I don't even believe. Right. And, but I'm just stuck in this divot. I don't even know that I'm in the divot. I'm just like doing what I'm supposed, what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. That's it. I'm doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. And I think a lot of us as entrepreneurs, it's really hard to start out. I think I think we just start doing, eventually we just start doing what we feel like we're supposed to be doing and that's when your business starts to die. I think, I've watched it happen in Fizzle. I've watched it happen in other projects. I've watched it, and then you kind of have to come back around and go like, what are we doing? Yeah. This isn't us. Well, the, uh, the Wait But Why um, article that was sort of linked to in that mess of articles that where he talked about Elon Musk talking yeah. from first principles. One of them was just about this levels of human awareness. Mm. And what, and the first level is like, you're in the fog. Like, oh yeah. 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 And so I, it and, was, uh, that was his post on like non-religious for religious, religious stuff on for non-religious people or something, something like, that. like yeah. that. Yeah. Great article. We should link to it. But yeah. The point is that, um, again, back to that lizard brain idea, there's just this sort of automatic level that we all operate at. And in any business, it's really easy to kind of fall into that rut of we do this because we do it and we show up and we do the thing. And to really forget again about these like first principles or reasons why we do something, we get sucked back into that fog. And every once in a while you have to pull yourself up and think, okay, what the hell are we doing this for? 
uh, you can kind of just rely on maybe I'll feel inspired one day and that'll happen. Yeah, totally. Or you can build a bit of a heartbeat into your life so that you take time to um, to lift yourself out of your day to day so that you can look around and, and see if you're really like moving in the direction. That's the that you thing. Want to. That's something that's magical here. No matter who you are, even if you st- like like we're not we're not advocating that you let me find the middle road here for a second. I'm really proud of this guy for finding what he cared about. Right. right. I'm proud of, proud of you, listener, when you find what you care about and you stick with it. And now finding what you care about isn't it's not certainty. It's going to change over time. You've got what you know about it right now, and in, and in yeah. every layer you kind of learn as you go. Totally, you know. And and that's and it's sort of to me, it's like a kind of a sacred path. Like I really think that's that's a point of being alive. That's like probably the most adventurous, exciting thing about it is kind of finding your path because it's kind of gnarly. Yep. It's 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 hard to do. It takes bravery no matter what. And you have to find it over and over again. Over and over you again. You might find it for a year and then you might lose it. Totally. And I love it. To me, this is a total sacred path. And so I'm proud of everyone who does it because I feel very, I struggle so much with this. Right? Yeah. Um, so, and you're only going to do good work like, yeah. if you're on totally. a path that you feel is true. This is it. This is what you have. This is your days. Yep. This is how you're spending your time. Yeah. Like this is it. You know? So when someone is able to sort of... Um, uh, make a make a value statement, almost a faith statement about like this is the thing right now. Coffee's the thing for me, you know. I, I mean, I'm just into it. I want to focus on it more. That's what I know right now. If I know something different later, I'll change, right? But I'm going deep on this thing. Yeah. And then you're you're, you're able to sort of get um, perspective on it to get outside of the rut of like I know what I'm supposed to be doing as an entrepreneur, and actually zoom out. Someone I heard I heard a comedian today talking about mushrooms, and he was like mushrooms what mushrooms is like is like you're a rat in a maze and mushrooms just kind of like lift you up and you see the whole maze and you see oh that's what cheese is over there got it and then you have to you get put back down but you kind of have like you get put back down with a perspective of like the whole picture yeah you know and i've never done mushrooms yet but i'm ex- I, I i i think that's it that's insanely interesting because i know what it's like to feel like i'm in such a rut i'm literally playing by everyone else's rules except for my own, my right. own principles that I believe in. Yep. Do you know what I mean? The things that I want to fight for. Right. And this world just conspires to make us fall into those, into that, into that habit. You know what I mean? It's really disgusting. I, 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 it's, I understand it, but it's really hard. I don't like that that happens so easily to all of us. You know. So I'm just proud of this guy for finding that. Now for me, that's looked like starting my own business. Do you know what I mean? That's looked like the opposite for this guy. Not right. joining up with someone. But I did join up with you. That was a different thing. Right. Right? That was that took a lot of like rejiggering of my mental sort of schematics. Right. To and, think about it in a partnership sort of way. Totally. Right? So so and I'm and it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. Because I've never had a kind of partnership like the way that we have right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, where we kind of know how each other fills in the holes. Yeah, and I think that the the, there's a bit of a CEO worker bee thing, yeah. you know, to use a uh, metaphor that, that, um, did you coin that or? I kind of did. I mean, did, I, I certainly made it up by myself. I don't know if it exists somewhere else too. All right. Well, anyway, uh, to use a phrase that, that Chase use, uses quite well in one of the courses within Fizzle, uh, and it's a framework that a lot of people talk about, CEO versus worker bee means there's a time for questioning everything and yeah. playing strategy. Yeah. And then there's a time for just getting the work done. And when we, commit to something in life, I think it's nice to feel like, okay, that's decided and I can put that away and I can just start working on it. Mm -hmm. The trouble is if you don't go back and revisit those decisions, then you can just miss opportunities. Like for example, you can decide, 
all right, I'm going to build a business. That means it's me. I'm operating by myself. I have to do everything and I'm just going to put my head down and make it work. And unless you, you go into CEO mode once in a while, not just CEO mode about that little piece of your life, but CEO mode about your whole life saying, okay, what are my goals again? How am I trying to achieve those? And what assumptions am I making that may or may not be true? Mm. And questioning those assumptions. So the assumption of, I have to do this all myself yeah. is a big one that a lot of us make. Yeah. And then suddenly, oh, wait a second. Like Maybe I could find someone that I could work with mm-hmm. who balances me out and can do some of the things that I can't do. And, and maybe the sum will be greater than you yeah. know, the, the parts. Totally. So, so piggybacking on, on this, uh, like a couple pieces of, of advice for for, I don't know, thinking, one of the things that I think is true is there is no better learning incubator experiment for yourself to go through than working at a startup. You know, I just, I lucked out and fell into that accidentally. And it ended up being one of the most like transforming experiences of my life. Working for a startup, experienced CEO, who's done three companies before, all great exits, right? And then and then he's like getting bored. <laughs> and so he wants to do another one. So laid back, right? The whole, but, but like a small team of six. And I was the smart marketing kid, right? Is how he called me. He's like, I need a big, dumb sales guy. And I need a smart marketing <laughs> kid. You know what I mean? We won't name names. <laughs> My best, one of our best friends. Um, but uh, that, that's terrific. But uh, that was one of the more transformative things that I could have done. If there's someone out there, if people are out there that are listening, if you're like 20, early 20s, sort of younger, and just wondering, like, what's going on? People are graduating right now. It's June. It's like, hey, what should I do? Go get a job at a startup. Mm-hmm. Go be unqualified for a job at a startup and just making coffee or whatever. Yeah, and it might suck, you it know? Do- and, and but you're going to work. learn so much. I was just listening to a great interview with Andy Sandberg, uh, uh, Andy Sandboig from, <laughs> from, from uh, America's Saturday Night Live, Um and he was talking about his first gig. Like he was always making stuff on the side, like in NYU and stuff like that with some buddies. But he came out to LA and he got a job as a writer's personal assistant. That's it. That, and that's like a fairly common thing to do apparently. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I knew, I just, I just promised myself I was going to be the best damn writer's PA that, that it ever was. Like I just, I just took it really seriously. You know, everybody could tell I was goofy. I was in this to become a writer and, and to do, or to, to make comedy. But I, w- I was pro- I was pro at that. Dude, that gets me so excited to think of. You know, now Andy Sanford's like, what, he's like 11 years old and he's like Hollywood's biggest star. Right. Do, do you know what I mean? It's like Ryan Gosling and then Andy Sandberg, <laughs> you know? Um, but it's, it, it's, it's incredible that it started out from that and that's, how we, that's where you learn the ropes. Yeah. You learn all the ropes. And, and I guess I think, I think we do, like a lot of us blogging people do a disservice because in our world, we there kind of isn't a lot of ropes. There aren't that many ropes in this world. It's not Hollywood where you got what a rope standing. You don't you don't have to know how to do this and that 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 all the way up the chain. Meaning, hey, you got to know how to talk to a writer like this. Hey, you got to know how to how to you know when you're talking with someone from PR or when you you know there's not a ton of that. But there's tons of stuff. There actually are tons of of ropes you have to learn here too, right? So you got to learn how to use this kind of platform and that kind of platform. Oh, which just means you have to learn how to use new platforms. Hey. You got to learn how to, you know, what metrics matter. You got to learn tons of stuff, all stuff that we teach in our in our nine stage uh, Fizzle business roadmap. You should check it out for free at fizzle.co slash try five. But the the idea being that um, that a lot of the blog world that I believe, a lot of what I believed, I always had this assumption that I could just get in there, I could just do it all myself. I knew I could because I'm good at computers, right? Do you know what I mean? I'm good at computers. I can figure this stuff out. Um, 
and it was a really big good it, computer. <laughs> good computers, but <laughs> but put a pin in that. It took a lot. It took a lot for me of me like working with you, Corbett, to to just see in all of the ways that wow, I really couldn't have done that like that. I really couldn't. I'm not. I'm, I really wouldn't be able to bring that kind of perspective to this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The way that you zoom out and go full CEO mode and think about the big, the company at large and the and and the revenue in general. Like I'm always just thinking about like this one project that we're working on. Is this the right one? Okay, good. We got it. Yeah. And and the beauty of a startup um, is that you get kind of the best of both worlds because yeah. you get to see how a bigger company operates and you get to learn from people who have more experience than you do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so small that, you know, you might show up one day and somebody goes, here, kid, here's the keys, start the blog and make it, make it run. <laughs> totally. You know, that's what's so great about it. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, I know computers. Yeah. <laughs> like I can start up a WordPresser. Right. You know, versus joining a really big company where they're not going to let you touch anything because mm -hmm. they're afraid you're going to break it. You know, yeah. so a startup's a great place to get started. If, uh, it maybe, you know, here's the other thing. I think people feel too much like there is one true path for them in life. Mm. And I, it's the passion blogger world kind of, like yep. perpetuates this, this idea that you're, you have to find your passion in life. Yeah. And as if there's one thing that you're going to be passionate about mm. your, your whole life and that it's one path for you. It, being a little bit older now, I realize there are chapters in life Yeah. and you need to find what's good for you right now. What, right now. you know, which chapter you That's should be That's such reading. a hack. That's such a trick to go like, what am I passionate about right now? Yeah. Add that right now at the end of it. Like, and your life is so much more clear. Like it gets so clear. So like with Andy Samberg, it's like he didn't take a, the PA job thinking I'm going to be a PA for the rest of my life. Yep. In which case, if he did, he'd probably be a shit one. Yep. Instead, he was like, I'm going to do this for a couple of years mm -hmm. and just milk it for all it's worth yep. because there are other chapters in my life. And while I'm reading this chapter, I'm all in. I'm committed yeah. to it. And you can do the same thing with, uh, you know, joining up with somebody yeah. for a while or you could um, decide to start a company you're on yep. your own yep. if you're ready for it. It just depends. But I think the point is not to feel like this is what I have to do for the next or 50 Or you could years. be like, like a lot of people are wanting to start up a blog and get it to be big and start making revenue right away, right? Which is, which is not the same thing as someone who goes like, I just love coffee and I want to make a blog for like promoting and sharing uh, for people like what coffees to be into, how to appreciate coffee more, how to, you know, I just want to merchandise more like great small time roasters and do all of the thing, right? Yeah. That's a that's a mission. That's a kind of a sense of like, I don't care if I make money from this. There's a, there was a, a an old zine, uh, there was back when blogs were called zines, um, called Book Slut. And I saw some article of the founder who, who they were shutting it down because they never found a way to make money. You could be totally making this up. I know. I'm, I, I'm just totally could. go with it. No, it's just like this interview with this lady. She's just like wick, like just so smart mm. and and just like quick and witty and just totally uh, snarky. Mm -hmm. Just like the like, snark. Like Sarah Vowell? I, I don't know Sarah Vowell. Okay. Uh, but it's just the snark is just coming off the page. But and like, and like I hate it and love it at the same time. Uh -huh. You know, I just like, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a scab I want to pick. You yeah. know, I just love it even though it hurts. Um, I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes. Uh, it, the, the, but she was like, we just couldn't find a way to make money. And she was pretty like mad about that in some ways, but in other ways, she's like a successful author now. So she's just like, I got, I got other things. Like I'm, I'm on to bigger and better stuff. I don't have to just do this. Mm -hmm. But that started out by going like, nobody's talking about these amazing like 
tiny little authors that are just writing the craziest stuff that I love. Right. Right. It started out by that. It started out by a patent, and she never found a way to monetize and, it. And and you know the the thing that I love about that story and about um, Dustin's story that we started off with mm-hmm. are that in both of those cases the people cared so much about the topic and didn't get yeah. so wrapped up in in caring about entrepreneurship for its own sake. Yeah. And I think a lot of people uh, go into entrepreneurship without caring about any particular topic mm-hmm. and then they're like a they're like a um, solution in search of a problem. Yeah, you ready you know for this? I mean? Like I want to turn this around and make it a case for finding your passion. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because what you're saying is so true. Yeah. It's you care. And so that's the word we've always landed on a fizzle. We don't talk about passion. We talk about earn a living doing something you care about, right? right? Something you enjoy, something you just don't hate. Do you know what I mean? Even I'd be satisfied with that. Right. But things that you care about, what I've always said to people, everybody who's young who comes to me, hey, what should I be thinking about doing? I'm thinking about starting my own thing. I'm like, what do you care about? What are the problems that are important to you? What feels like impossible situations in the world? Yeah. And go find a company, a, sm- a small company that's working on that and work for them. Yeah. Just do it for a year. 12 months, just that's it. You'll learn so much and you'll make so many connections. Yeah. You know, depending. I, I, I either say that, focus on like, so for me, something I was I always cared a lot about is like, hey, music is a thing that's like in trouble. Like, like you know, we had this bubble of like, you could have a hit and, and live in mansions for the rest of your life. Right. And then now it's like, and now everybody thinks like the music industry is failing. But, but like, we've got a, a real distribution problem where it's like, are the artists getting paid on this stuff? Yeah. Anymore? How do you earn revenue doing the the musician thing, right. I'm like, that's an interesting problem. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, an interesting problem that's going to get solved and I want to be a part of solving it. Yep. Right? If I wanted to, if I was starting out today, I would dive into that. Right? Because, because that's, that, that's just something I care about. Right, uh, same similar to the way I feel about about what we're doing at Fizzle. Like it's something I literally actually care about, you know. But then the other piece of advice that I give people is like, if you can get wind of any entrepreneur of of a small bit, I don't care if he works at an insurance agency, if he started like an insurance company, who has that joie de vivre, the the kind of like they bring their care to their business. Sometimes that's all it takes. Because the truth is, I think you can you can care yeah. about a lot of stuff, and someone who brings like an authentic, real like care to what they do, like yep. it's just transformative. One of those guys that wears like a three piece suit every day to the insurance <laughs> office and, yeah. in business, or the opposite, or the opposite, right? The guy who wears like like way underdresses. You know, what I mean? typically though, he's just not on trend <laughs> one one way or the other. Yeah. But uh, let's th- let's think about more about about. I, I'm just I'm not even gonna gonna go for his name because he's just a hero to me. This guy that's like I've decided not to keep going on my thing because I'm in the vein of something that matters to me. And this is why I'm canceling my fizzle membership. Right, right, right. So, okay, so for people listening to this, like yeah. maybe they're kind of thinking, all right, uncle, yeah, maybe maybe my business isn't um, isn't mm, going sure. as swimmingly as I had thought. So so what are some options for those people? And um, and how can you how can you cut and run without everyone but like laughing uncle at you? Uncle Terry just going like, ah, I uh, knew you couldn't do it. You piece of shit. I told you. <laughs> totally. Yeah, totally. Right? Totally. And um and how can you how can you salvage what you have? And the other thing that I that I I want to make sure that we bring up here is that in most of these cases what we hear is that even though somebody decided um you know the business thing isn't for me and I'm going to go this other direction and this is a lot like Val Geisler's story that we told yeah. um I don't know how many episodes ago and I'll we look should for it. include that in the show notes. Uh it's a lot like her story. What happens is when you start a business and you put yourself out there and you make connections and you start a blog or you create videos or you start a podcast or whatever, 
you start to learn at a rate that is so much faster than everyone else yeah. because you have to do it all. Yeah. And, um, and you, you know, you get that, like that dad strength, you yeah. know, that, that, um, just forces you to do all this work in a <laughs> yeah. short period of time, just because you have to, you get this like adrenaline rush or whatever. And because of all that work, it often leads to opportunities that you wouldn't have had if you hadn't built the business in the first place. So even though you might feel like you're packing it in and, and maybe it's a bit of a failure or whatever, mm-hmm. really, if you hadn't started that business, you wouldn't have this new opportunity in front of you yeah. at all. Yeah. So, you know, like, um, like in Val's story, she decided to move on and take her dream job. Mm-hmm. And that dream job only happened because she had been blogging. Yeah. Uh, and in, in the case of, of the story that we started off this show mm-hmm. with, he said that all he had to do was reach out to somebody and have this conversation. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and because of the experiences he had had, he was hired like yeah. within the next week. Yeah, totally. So, you know, even if your business doesn't lead to- um, To the thing fix- the business inevitably thinks it wants to become. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Then it, it doesn't mean that it wasn't valuable in the first yeah. place. That's a huge thing to, that's a huge thing to say is like, what does success look like in this thing? If this leads to, um, if this leads to a different opportunity, would this have been a success for you? Mm-hmm. Can you just like rejigger those wires? Can you just like blow in the in the Nintendo cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody's car speakers just blew out. <laughs> Can you just blow into that cartridge and put it back in and go like, oh, now we're not doing on that level. We're doing this other thing over here. But it, but that got me to here. Yeah. You know what I mean? That got me to here. I love that. Um, another thing that I think of is this, is this video that we just put out um, uh, last week about uh what was it the three reasons why hustling is hurting you not the hustle one oh. if you haven't seen it yet we just put out another a, a new video on three reasons why hustle hurts you you should check that out at the fizzle uh fizzle blog i'll put that in the uh in the show notes but no the the vid that came out just before that the first point on it is hey oh it's a, it's how to improve the best advice of all time mm-hmm. right the best advice out there is uh, it really is. Everybody says this. Do like, it. Just, just get out there and do it. Oh, I didn't even think of using that. Shia LaBeouf. You should have put that in there. <laughs> yeah, I should have told you. You should have had Shia do behind it. you because <laughs> it's green screen. Do it. That's so dumb. I'm so uh, dumb. I totally missed that. I totally missed that chance. Ding. You're watching the sausage get made, folks. Anyways, but uh, but but the uh, the best advice of all time, the thing everybody always says, is you just got to get out there and do it. And it's true, but there's three ways that we can improve that. All right? And you can go watch the video. I'll put it in the show notes um, for the all three. But the first one is, is you just got to get out there and do it. And you're going to suck at first. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you could start, if you could say instead of, start saying this, instead of like, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm building this blog, unless you're already earning revenue and doing the thing, right? Go like, what's the, what's the MVP of what you're doing? Like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, right now I'm, I'm building this blog and I'm hoping to get to, you know, about, you know, five to 10K in revenue every month. That would totally be amazing. Right now I'm at so-and-so and we'll see what happens, right? That, you're not painting yourself into a corner. You're not like, you can't do it. And you're like, ah, yeah, I wasn't able to do it on that one. But it did turn into this opportunity. Or that thing kind of fizzled out because I, I started pursuing this over here. Yeah. Versus like, I'm an entrepreneur. Forever I will be. I'll never go away. And uh, everyone will see. I'm going to make $100 million. Going to go to everyone's father. Give him little poke on the pecker. Going to make a million, million on dollars. Going to go forever. And uh, put the lotion on the skin forever. <laughs> that's my uh you know the entrepreneur song 
Everybody, I'm gonna make a million dollars. <laughs> so f***ing stupid. Oh, that's terrific. Man. Okay, so what other what other piece of, glad, of advice though? Glad you can make yourself chuckle. <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's the, that's like my that's like God's greatest gift to me. <laughs> yeah, that's I don't even remember where we were. Well, we're talking about like actual pieces of, of advice for people who are going like oh, uncle. You know, yeah. So uh, to to uh, some counterpoint to that. Yeah. To yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people feel like you have to commit deep. Yeah. Otherwise, you leave yourself the wiggle room, and then you yeah, know what dude. happens. You go to go to you a miss- Tony Robbins event, like or or some like motivational right. speaker. Like you just got to believe it. You're looking in the mirror. I'm big enough. I'm strong enough, and I'll never right. ever fail. I swear to God. Right. Promise, Dad. I'll never let you down. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, that's a lie, and it's unnecessary, right. and you're not connected to you. And so there's probably some middle ground there, which yeah. is you know be committed. Yeah. But be committed to a small measurable goal mm-hmm. and put it on a time frame mm-hmm. and you know see how it goes so that you don't say i'm building this business and then next thing you know 10 years have gone by you haven't made a dollar and you and you've burned your relationships your yeah. hair's going you're going bald like right. you hate your life right. you know it's like it, it's too short right it's just too so short so instead say you know for the next 6 months i'm building this thing and i hope by the end of that i'm at you know this point yeah and then i've learned these things and i'm going to reevaluate that you know what's crazy? If you live your life for personal pleasure, you end up living a more meaningful life. Do you notice that? Have you mm. known that? I don't know. Yeah, no, if you like go towards personal pleasure, think, uh, go all out, go full on hedon for a while, yeah. right? Guess what it leads to? Like if you really, if you can pay attention to yourself, yeah. if you really watch yourself yeah. and you're looking for the big win, right? You're looking for that deep smile inside, right? You'll, you'll see what leads to that. You, you chase down personal pleasure, you will end up pursuing greater things. Huh, I feel, maybe because what are you gonna do you're gonna go sleep with everybody right you're gonna go try a bunch of naughty stuff you're gonna go try to make a million dollars you try whatever like you're just you're just on your own in a mansion somewhere playing lawn darts like a crazy person do you know what, do you know what i mean you don't have that big smile inside right maybe that's just a cliche but i but like i i wa- i'm watching this in my own life realizing that the deeper that i like invest in me yeah having a good time yeah the better and the more important my work gets mm-hmm. you know ironically and it doesn't mean the work gets like sig- gets like you know culturally significant but it's ma- no it's making more of an impact you know i love that i think that's a real like that's a real trick to life that that uh, that requires faith it's a faith call yeah but i think you're saying i think in your case you're you're having fun and and pursuing pleasure in the context of serving others at yeah, the same time. I, I, so it's it, not it is pure that context. Hedonism. Yeah. yeah, but 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 if I am looking, if I'm doing this to earn as much money as I can, or this, that, I'm also I'm just chasing what makes me feel better. Yeah, like what, like that's what I mean by personal pleasure. Like what makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. And if you just keep an actual eye on yourself and watch it, which is like the biggest gift. That, that's like the number one asset you can give to to yourself is to learn how to watch yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know to see Absolutely. when you're when you're lying to yourself? Yep. Like that's it. That's it. If you can do that, that mindfulness, general basic sort of. A, self-awareness stuff that's it that teaches you everything and then if you could just have the faith to trust and walk towards that thing or come up with ideas and, and pursue it and see if it's working or not all of this in, in light of that idea of like hey pick a measurable like honest goal and head towards it and say that's what i'm trying to do not i'm nobody now but i'm going to be an entrepreneur when i've yeah. made a billion dollars yeah and if i haven't done this i'm miserable if i haven't time. done this and i'm a failure and you yeah. should delete me from your phones take right. me off your iphone favorites right now just do it okay in fact i don't even deserve it i don't it. even deserve it just wait till i've done it i'm doing it yeah do it done, done it done good
Good. I'm going to make it up to you somehow. I'm going to prove to you I'm a really valuable person. You might make it back on my favorites list eventually. Uh, let's go back into into any other, like, um, really, I do I do feel for those for those folks. I don't want this to drown on forever, but like for those folks who are like, okay, maybe I'm not in the right spot. First of all, like, damn, I know how hard of a thing that is to think. I, it's probably a little bit liberating and a little bit terrifying all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right? I felt that. I felt like what it's like to go like, oh my God, I think I should, I think I should quit this. I think I should quit this job or I think I should give up on this thing, right? Like it takes a lot. Well, and I guess the other thing is um, having perspective after having started and and quit several different business ideas or companies, looking back, it always ends up being you're better off after the fact. Um, yeah, you know, even though it's painful at the time, some of them are like really painful at the time. And you probably you might have made been able to make some work and whatever. But the, I think what humans do is we make the good out of stuff, right? But you just, know, and but just thinking about people right now who are dreading, yeah, making the decision yeah. to yeah. to you know uh, stop their company or to go find someone to help or maybe to go join some other business or sure. whatever. They're dreading that because of I'm going to have to tell all these people, yeah. And, it's going to be, you know, it's going to, I'm going to take a financial hit or whatever it is. Um, it always ends up being, you know, if, if that decision yeah. is the right decision, you always end up better off and you look back and you think, man, I'm, I'm glad I ripped that bandaid off. You know, what it makes me think of is, is an entrepreneur is not like what we think of when we think of an, an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a janitor. Does a janitor look himself in the mirror and go like, I'm a janitor. That's who I am. That's what I am. That's the most I can be. You know, no, he's like, so, I'm, a, I'm a dad. Yeah. I'm a husband. You know what I mean? I, right. I I like playing dominoes. I don't know what, what like my fantasy about a janitor is like he's actually like you know takes good care of his lawn. You know, he's just like he doesn't have a hell of a lot, but what he does have, he like really has. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's what I am. I, my job is a janitor. Listen, an entrepreneur, you just know how to like you you know how to take uh one dollar and turn it into two. That's really like the definition of an entrepreneur is like, you know how to invest in markets or this, that, like you can just do that kind of stuff, right? That's, that's tactician stuff. That's simple sort of stuff. Like, yeah, go read some books, go do some day trading, whatever, right? But, but like the hard thing, the thing that makes me really excited about this, the only reason why I'm in this is because like there's this other, like there's so much art in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so much beauty in this. There's yeah. so much real life and and real connection. And I'm involved in a million people's lives when I do this. Yep. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm in this for. And and I have to earn a living. This is earning me a living. This is great. This is the dream we all have because I'm engaged on the other stuff too. Yeah. I do say that I'm an entrepreneur to to a fault sometime, right? Because really what I am is I'm someone who is deeply invested in the problem of people who hate their jobs deeply invested in the problem of I have this thing I want to get off the ground I don't know how to do it mm-hmm. you know deeply invested in like that journey because I had to do that all on my own all by myself right and I felt clueless every step of the way yeah you know that's that, that's what I am and I have and I like yeah then it looks like I, oh you're an entrepreneur then I guess like because we started our own company and did this stuff right right but there's so much more than 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 the being an entrepreneur thing so what I'm getting at is like so you are so much more than a blogger or an entrepreneur or a podcaster. Or th- these are just tactics that you use to do something better, Yep. right? So that better thing, whether it's bringing the world the best coffee and having it understand it and, and, and uh, supporting you know, small farmers throughout the world, 
whether it's uh, geez, just tap dancing, like a real just deep love for tap dancing. Do you know what I mean? And just like this lost art of tap dancing, it's going away. Right. Like, what, I, what, is Tappin' 2 coming out? I don't think so. When's that going to be on the dock at Canon Films? Do you know what I mean? Let's bring out Canon t- Tappin' 2. Do you know what I mean? But whatever, whatever that, that thing is that you're just like, you kind of dig it. And you're like, I care about this. I care about this thing. It's an important thing. That's what you are. That's closer to what you are, you know, right now. Yeah, and I think all that stuff that you said about, you know, the reasons why you're in this, you didn't just arrive at when you were on your first business. Like, we both arrived here because we we just did it several times, but then realized that what we were trying to just do wasn't working out, and we had to change course. And um, we had to do that several times before we got to where we were. And looking back, you can see clearly, oh, that was a chapter in my life. Yeah. And that was a chapter in my life. And chapters overlap. It's not just all about work. You know, there's yeah. there's chapters with friends and where you live and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and it's exciting to close a chapter and to start fresh. Yeah. And, uh, and think about the opportunities again and get into that headspace. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what could be instead of just that trudging of beating your head against the wall, trying to make something work that clearly isn't right for you for some reason. Yeah. So as I'm thinking about this, I'm seeing a a story that inspired me of, of a person who realized they're not an entrepreneur. They care deeply about this thing over here. And they saw the way that they can make a bigger impact on that thing is actually not by pursuing this over here so much, their own business, but by rather joining forces with this other person. For some of the listeners out there, this is making you go like, ooh, I don't know if I should keep going to my thing. For others, it's making you go like way more confident than you, than you were than you've started that. Like, I'm in the right spot. You know, that's my hope. Yeah. That's my hope. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which way. You're going to, you, the only thing that matters is, is, is are, you li- are you following yourself? Like, are you, are you following your intuition or your spirit or your, what you're feeling, your gut, whatever you want to call it. You, when you hate the thing, when it's really hard, when it's this, that, and the other, there's an art to know if it's just like, do I quit, do I pivot, or do I persevere? You know? And that's, you don't win any brownie points, pardon my French, when you, when you just go like, no, I'm going to keep going. You don't win any brownie points. Like, nobody's going to give you a gold star. Do you know what I mean? The only thing that matters is that what gold star you give yourself, right? I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. We get it. <laughs> I've been Corbett Barr. <laughs> and we'll see, see you there, or we'll see you another time. So there you have it. All right. Fizzleshow.co slash 162, 162 is where you can find show notes and the conversation about this episode. What do you think? Let us know out there. Everything we mentioned, well, you'll find it in the show notes in the place. Fizzleshow.co slash 162. Here's an iTunes rating from Russ Comer in the US of A. Russ Comer in the US of A says, Chase makes me look like a jack. It's true. Whenever I listen to this podcast, I end up laughing sometimes at ridiculous amount, uh, I eat either when I'm driving or at the gym. Of course, people look at me like a dog would look at a reflection of themselves. This podcast is actually so inspirational. Really love what you guys are doing. Please keep the long intros, Chase, and please keep the funny characters. It makes the show. It makes you feel like you're part of what they're doing, not just listening to what they're doing. I love that. You are a part of what we're doing here, Russ Comer and every one of you listening. What do you think? Do you agree with Russ? 
Do you want to tell them to, to put it where the sun don't shine that this show actually sucks? You can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Please don't. You don't. You don't have to do that. You can do the other thing where you say it's great if you like it. Uh, at at uh, in iTunes, you look at this iTunes store, search for Fizzle, and click write a review. You know that your reviews help us to to get more listeners, and that's what we're in this for. We want to get more people making honest kinds of businesses. So please uh, share the word if you can. Okay, you know we were pretty light and open about this topic today, and. Um, I understand that this might be not be a topic that you can laugh much about at all. And I want you to know that, that we salute you, that you can do this, that you are doing it, that, uh, that whatever path your life takes, I think you are um, just honor yourself. Do, the, do what you can. Be yourself. Nobody else can. Find care. Take care. Serve hard. And dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday. <laughs>